Hi, this is Marty Sklar, and I'm uh, pleased to be listening to the Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301 and at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit mousepros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Vahini Mekyoni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 124 for the week of March 6, 2016. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This week on the show, we're going to talk about Flower and Garden Festival, mainly talking about some of the, the food items that can be found around Epcot. I don't think we've ever done anything like this before, talking about uh, food and wine or the Flower and Garden Festival. So this time we're going to spend a little bit of time, since it has just opened up in Epcot or is just opening up in Epcot, we'll talk about what's available there, what things we'd love to try and things we don't want to try. Um, but first, I'm going to throw it over to Alan to do some new iTunes reviews. Alan, take it away. Thanks, Sean. Uh, we have four new iTunes reviews, um, so thank you in advance to those folks. Uh, first is from Kyle238. Uh, it says, if you hate fun, don't listen to, I think, I assume it says this, it cuts it off on my screen, which is unfortunate, but um, he says, love the banter, love the immature humor that all Disney fans need to possess. We are not immature. Okay, yeah, I can't even say that sentence. Uh, we are. Thank you, Kyle. That is a very that's very nice. Uh, next, we have from Cheese Tony, um, who says, "Fun Disney talk." Uh, and Cheese Tony says, "I've burned through about fifty episodes in the three weeks since my son was born." Hey, we have a new listener there. Thanks. Uh, perhaps it's the exhaustion talking, but I really enjoy this podcast. I love how they have a unique theme for each episode. Unlike some Walt Disney World podcasts I've downloaded, this one is not just an audio guidebook. Alan, Keith, and Sean give their personal takes and offer diverse perspectives. If I have one criticism, it's that they can get a little repetitive. I get it. You love churros and hate imagination. Yes, I do love churros. Uh, But maybe it's only an issue when you binge. Regardless, I am a new regular listener, and I hope they keep going at least until my boy and I can start making our own Disney memories. Uh, That's really nice, Tony. We appreciate that. Um, Yes, we do talk about churros a lot. Um... But I think you're right. I think it's just because you binge listened. Uh, but so it's very nice and, and welcome. Uh, congratulations to your son and welcome to our newest listener there. Next is Brenda Rothstein or Rothstein. I'm not sure. I apologize. Uh, but Brenda says, such a genuine and fun show. I found your podcast while obsessively planning for our kids' first trip to Disney World. The last time I was there was 10 years ago and kidless. So this was going to be quite a different experience. I instantly fell in love with your chemistry together, differing opinions, knowledge, and variety of topics that you cover. 
I love that you can bounce from top 10 lists to interviews with Disney legends, and it's all equally fun to listen to. I got my husband listening also. Excellent review. Thank you, Brenda and Mr. Brenda, uh, for listening. We appreciate that and appreciate you taking the time to give us that review. And then last we have from Jay Swasher, who says, one of the best Disney podcasts. Uh, Love this show. Love all three podcast hosts. One of the funniest yet still clean and positive Disney podcasts out there. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but have very few quote must listens, and this is one of those. Uh, so Jay, Jay, thank you. Uh, the fact that we are a must listen uh, that means a lot to us. So, you know, we really appreciate everyone that listens, but uh, we know there's quite a few uh, listeners out there that that really you know look for our show every week, and, and you know, it's just not the same if we don't get out there and, and get heard. So we really appreciate uh, everybody taking the time to give us those iTunes ratings. Um, but that is all we have right now. So, Sean, I will throw it back over to you. Well, thanks, Alan. And thank everybody for those great reviews. We really do appreciate it and keep them coming. And we'll, uh, once again, next time we have a bunch of reviews, we'll, we'll say them on the air. So thank you. You know, chances are when you go to Disney World, you're going to end up going to Epcot during one of the two festivals, which is Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. Flower and Garden this year is running from March till June, I think it is, yes, uh, for 90 yeah. days. So at, it's actually, you know, a third of the, a fourth of the year, it's um, it's a good portion of the, the Disney schedule. So chances are you might end up going to see it. A lot of people call it a mini Food and Wine Festival, which it sort of kind of is, but it, you know it goes. It does go beyond that. It's 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 a pretty unique experience because you can go and you can check out the multiple topiaries that they have there, which is really cool to see. You know whether they're doing see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you know all these beautiful topiaries with flowers on them. It's it's really impressive. The horticulturalists that will spend time building these things and, and repairing them as the flowers die. And I know they have sessions. With uh, like home and HDTV and things along those lines too, you can talk to some hosts and and whatnot. And then they have music there as well. But for the most part, we're really going to talk about some of the food that they have offer there in Epcot in all the booths. I have been there twice. I've been experienced this twice, Alan, and I know that you've been there twice. But Keith, you haven't been there before, so this is going to be a new experience for you. So, what is it? Just offhand, I know we're gonna we're gonna go through this a little bit more. But is there anything that jumps out at you right away when you look at the menu? Well, a ton of things actually. I mean, this year they've got thirteen booths with just ton of choices. But there was a few things. I am a cider fan, like a hard cider fan. And uh, um, they've got some really good ones this year. There's actually a cider house that's by the uh, the UK. It's got like a pear cider. Uh, there's like a black cherry. There's a blueberry. And I think that they do um, like flights and stuff too so that you can uh, taste them all. So those ones really sounded good. Of course, I know that Alan will share this with me. The Smokehouse at the barbecue place actually has a burnt ends hash with a white cheddar fondue and pickled um, jalapenos. Let me tell you, the brisket burnt ends is like like the pearl inside of an oyster. They are so, so good. So that's a few things. I mean, you know, there's a ton. It's like I'm sure that all of us will talk about. But that's a few things that just kind of like stand out. So you had mentioned uh, Cider House, which is located near the United Kingdom Pavilion. I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the menus here. We'll discuss it a little bit to get a little bit more in depth, but not too much in depth because we're not a three hour long podcast. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to listen to that for for that long either. So, um, at the Cider House they have 
land harvested field greens with apples, dried blueberries, Stilton cheese, and apple cider vinaigrette. I guess basically it's just a salad. So would I try it? Sure. You know, am I going to? No. (laughs) (laughs) Next, they have a pear cider brined shredded corned beef with braised cabbage and pears and Branston dressing. Yeah, that's a must try. That's that. That sounds fantastic. That does sound good. House-made potato and cheddar cheese biscuit with smoked salmon tartare. Hmm. That is amazing. Is it? Yes, it is one of my favorite flower and garden booze items. I absolutely love it. The biscuit is warm, and it's soft, and it's delicious. And then they put the smoked salmon tartare on there, which probably turns a lot of people off. Because A, you know, some people just, you know, they don't like seafood anyway, so they avoid it because it's got fish. And then B, it's a tartare, so it's... It's not. I mean, it's smoked, but it's it's raw fish, right? right. But yeah. it's so good. And then they put this uh, kind of a maybe like a creme fraiche type thing on it. Um, it's it's not quite mayonnaise, but it's not quite sour cream. But it's kind of a it's, it's kind of like a creme fraiche on it, I guess. With uh, with fresh dill, it is so good. It's uh, it is it's one of the things that on both trips I've gone, it's been there, and and I've gotten it. I've repeated it. You know, I'd go back later in the week, and and we'd hit our highlights, and I would get that again. It's so good. I would I would eat four or five of those if they were in front of me right now. Hmm. I might have to try. Is it a cold smoke? Like so, it's still the fish like is cold. raw. It's, yeah, it is. It is. It okay. is cold. It is cold. The biscuit is warm, but the the tartare is definitely cold. I don't know if it's cold smoked, but it is served cold, so presumably it's cold smoked, and it is. Hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely raw. I mean, well, you know what? It's like like uh, like locks, you know. Right. It's it's raw, I guess, but it's not. I don't know. It's you're a chef. You could probably explain a little more about that. But yeah, that's. But it's it's still really really good. It's kind of, it's it's like a tartare. So, I mean, it is a tartare. So it's kind of mushy. A lot of people would be turned off by it, but it's it's really really good. It's one of my favorites. That's why I was actually um, infused with the description um, because the tartare is raw but when it's smoked it's cooked so i wasn't sure like if they did a cold smoke and just to get that flavor but it's still like a raw tartare or if it's more of like it's just like called a tartare but it's not really (laughs) have to try it and find out I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's true raw salmon because I've had raw salmon in sushi. Um, so I think it is a, it is definitely smoked salmon. So it is cooked, but when you serve it cold and you, you know, you, you put it on the, on the cutting board with your knife and just, you know, chop, 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 and right. you get that kind of mush to it like a tartare. So I think most people would, most people eating it will assume that it is raw. And I, I guess that's probably why they call it tartare. The same way they call the, uh, what was that Scottish dish that they made? Oh, the haggis. They made vegetarian haggis. Well, then it's not haggis. To right. Be perfectly yeah. honest. It's, it's a not. an ode to haggis. It's <laughs> like this is an ode to tartare. But okay. Yeah, but it's still delicious and and definitely worth uh, worth a shot. All right. Next, the Sonoma the Pitchfork Organic Pear Hard Cider. Then you have Mackenzie's Black Cherry Hard Cider from West Seneca, New York. I tried that one. Keel and Curly Madman Blueberry Hard Cider, Plant City from Plant City of Florida. So it's a local beer. Those aren't really uh, imports from the UK, though, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not. <laughs> well, it's not really a UK... It's not it's like... Just, um, right. It's not like food and wine where the booths are like countries, necessarily. Like, a lot of these are just... They just kind of have different themes, and they kind of stick them wherever they can stick them. So. <laughs> Next, uh, Snake Bite 
Cigar City Tampa-style lager mixed with Mackenzie's Black Cherry Hard Cider. Ooh, that sounds good. Martinelli Sparkling Cider. Nah, that doesn't nah. interest me. Um, next. There's no booze in that one, so I'm yeah. skipping it. <laughs> next, the Baron Market. Farmer's Market near their Germany Pavilion. Chicken fricasse with green asparagus uh, <laughs> with green asparagus and peas served with Uncle Ben's rice pilaf. That's a pass for me. <laughs> it's just Uncle Ben's yeah. and you're spending like <laughs> yeah. $8 for like Uncle Ben's rice portion. pilaf is a dollar in the store. Right. Folks. Yeah. Roasted bratwurst with curry ketchup and paprika spice chips. I'm interested in that one. I love curry. Mm-hmm. I love bratwurst. I love paprika. And I like spice chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that's a dish for you. Yeah. <laughs> Armor Ritter egg batter toast with cherry compote with powdered sugar. Compote like French sugar. toast, basically, yeah. toast. I think. Hugo Charles de Fier organic brute with elderflower and mint. So that's champagne, then. Yeah. Yes. Polliner yes. Original Munich Lager. Polliner, yeah. Schafferhofer Hefeweizen. That's a good one. Yummy. Warsteiner Dunkel. I like that one. That's a good Dunkel. <laughs> Kostritzer Sch- Schwartz Beer Black Lager. I'm oh, sorry. That sounded really funny when he said that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good Dunkel. It is a good Dunkel. It is. <laughs> it is a good one. Um, next, we're going we're gonna to say some French things, so pardon my French here. Fleur- it's macaron. <laughs> Flor de Lis near the France Pavilion, which is uh, tart et la onion alessani. Uh-huh. It's an onion tart with sautéed onions, fresh thyme, and rosemary on a flaky puff pastry crust. It sounds good. Uh, it's going to be interesting with the pricing, too. If you see, like, what, you know, they kind of, like, pair them up with. I mean, I'm not so sure that I would pay, you know, 8 or $9 for... Like a small uh, onion tart. No, nah, it won't be like that. They don't really price them at eight or nine. They're usually, what, maybe four to five bucks. Right, yeah. I mean, maybe oh, six okay. for some of the more expensive items. Now, the drink, the, the alcohol is going to be that much, but the food right. is usually about four, five, six dollars for most of them. Next is the pulled duck confit with braised flagel, I don't know, flagelet beans. Flagelet, flagelet, I think. Well, I was hoping you were going to try to pronounce the no, French. Uh, no, the French one. <laughs> Actually, or confit de canard. Yeah, that's that's not too hard. Then you have the macaroon, chocolate <laughs> frambois, large raspberry macaroon with chocolate fudge and raspberry jam. That does really sound good. <laughs> yeah. Ice pop Grand Marnier peach cocktail. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Le Vie and Rose Frozen Slush, which is Grey Goose Vodka Orange Saint Germain Liqueur, White and Red Cranberry Juice. Another one I have to try. The La Vie en Rose is good. I've, mm. I've had that on previous one. La Vie en Rose is good, and so is the, the Cure Imperial that you'll get in just a second. That one's also very good. Merlot Bordeaux, which is Champagne. Cure Imperial Sparkling Wine with uh, Chambord Black Raspberry Liqueur. That's yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That one's really good. Uh, Cronenberg Blanc, 1664. I love this beer. It's a fruity white beer with citrus. It is good. Sauce. Love it. Yeah. For a French beer, it's not bad. The French, <laughs> the French do some things. I mean, look, everyone knows I love the French Pavilion and I love French food. The French do things very, very well uh, in the kitchen uh, and in their vineyards. 
But for the most part, they do not do things very well in breweries. Uh, Cronenberg, to me, is kind of a bland beer. The Blanc is better than the regular Cronenberg, mm-hmm. regular yeah. 1664. But just you know, I, I'm not bu- I'm not ordering beer at the, the in France. I'm I'm walking a couple pavilions over or one pavilion over really and getting something from the UK. But anyway, uh, better than nothing. Next at the Florida Fresh between Morocco and France. Kale salad with dried cherries, almonds, goat cheese, and white balsamic vinaigrette. That's a pass for me. You know, it, it does. I, I, I would eat that at home, but it sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah I love goat not... cheese, so I would totally give it a try. No? But if I'm going to that, you know, when my wife and I, when we've gone, what we always do is we, we try to get one thing, maybe two things from every booth, and we split them. That's why right. Right. we can kind yeah. of split stuff. So. Of the things at the Florida Fresh, that's not what I'm going to order. But if we come back another day, maybe, because I do love goat cheese. But next, we are ordering the next one that you're about to say, and I've had it, and it's quite good. I've had it, and I, I wasn't a fan of it. The shrimp and stone, really? yeah, oh. I thought it was a little tasteless to me. Maybe oh. it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, when they're making food in that quantity, it may, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. Yeah. Shrimp and stone ground grits with andouille sausage, sweet corn, tomatoes, and cilantro. What's a tomato? What's, I don't know. What's a tomato with you? <laughs> it sounds really, really good. I mean, it, like Sean said, it's kind of it's hit and miss. If they, yeah. it just kind of depends on what time that you get there, I guess. I tell you what, I mean, one of my favorite and I'm, the quick story, quick aside here. I can't say like this is the. If you knew when this was going to happen, it's the best time to go. But uh, we were down there and. We happened to be basically hitting every booth at the same time that, you know, all the, there's, you know, there's chefs in each little booth, right? But there was a quite obvious executive chef or head chef that was over everybody. And he was hitting the booths and, and tasting and, and trying everything <laughs> to make sure that everything was going out properly. Right. We got really good food that time around because we oh, were sure. getting the same servings that, Someone who was clearly, you know, the, the, the one of the top dogs, if not the top dog, you know, is right because it's just like you watch on TV, yes, chef, no chef, like that's they were so respectful to this guy. So that's the best time to go if you can find an executive chef and follow him around, <laughs> just follow him around your all day. soul, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be perfect. Next, Florida Larder Board, which is Orlando made ricotta cheese, Cahaba Farms micro onions, extra virgin olive oil, and balsamic. Country pate and house made pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Key lime sparkling wine. That sounds pretty good, actually. Maybe. It could be good. I I'd like probably Kilo. try that. I do too. Sea dog Aki Berry Hefeweizen from Clearwater, Florida. Interesting. Might, mm. might try it. Sea dog. I'm not a huge fan of sea dog uh, in general, the brewery, but Aki Berry Hefeweizen might be pretty good. Feast of Flowers Farmhouse Ale. Florida Beer Company. I'm going to pass on that. Water com- watermelon cucumber slush with Hendrix gin. Watermelon cucumber slush, non-alcoholic. Fresh squeezed watermelon juice, non-alcoholic. Ooh. <laughs> you, the, the fresh squeezed watermelon juice was kind of cool. Um, I mean, I like watermelon quite a bit being from the South, but uh, I don't know. It, it was. It needed something. It needed to be colder. Maybe like oh, a maybe. watermelon juice slush would have been really cool. Right. But, just didn't do it for me. Next, Hanami near the Japan Pavilion. Frushi. Fresh pineapple, strawberry, and melon rolled with raspberry coconut rice sprinkled with toasted coconut and whipped cream on the side. That sounds really good. 
I'll the get that for my kid. Cool to look at. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let my kids try that one. The chicken edamame bun, stuffed bun filled with chicken and edamame and topped with curry sauce. I don't know about that yeah. one. The next one um, sounds a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, the beef teriyaki udon, thin sliced yeah. beef, onions, and noodles tossed on the grill with soy and ginger. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, that's going to be it's gonna right. be good no matter what. Then you have Sapporo draft beer, uh, Yuzi plum wine slushy, sweet, refreshing taste infused with tangy flavor of citrus. Hmm. Sugei sake, bold flavor with a crisp and clean finish. All right. Well, people are tired of hearing your voice, so I'm going to see. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Keith. Do you have something to say? Well, no. It's just like I've never had sake, so it's like yeah, I, I kind of want to try it. It's just I'm not sure if I would pay the Disney price to try it. But I've always wanted to go into the um, the sake bar there inside the chat in the uh, in the back corner of the store where you can kind of sample it. I've always wanted to do that, but I never that's the had. first time I've ever had sake was in Disney. Interesting. Cool story, bro. Uh, all right, next up, uh, La Isla Fresca near the World Showcase Promenade. So this towards the, the front there. Uh, they have a jerk spice grouper or chicken with a mango salsa, a coyote, and green papaya slaw with lime cilantro vinaigrette. I feel like I had that one, but I can't remember. Uh, it sounds Ray's, really, really good. I can't wait to try that one. I yeah. feel like I had the maybe the chicken and not the grouper, although I do love grouper, but I can't remember now. Anytime I hear the word mango salsa, I think of those cavemen talking about it in the commercials like like eight years ago. <laughs> Every time I think of hear mango, I think of that SNL skit. Mango. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jamaican braised beef with pigeon pea rice and micro cilantro. Uh, yeah, why not? Can't go wrong with that. Trislich with guava puree. That sounds interesting. That's like a, that's a dessert. But, right. Yeah. And then red stripe Jamaican for beer. Uh, and then a frozen Simply Tropical juice drink, where which you can either get alcoholic with the Cruzan Mango Rum, or you can order it just as the Tropical juice drink. Um, one of my favorite booths generally is the next one, uh, the Jardin de Fiesta, which is over there near the Mexico Pavilion. Uh, the Taco de Camarón shrimp tacos are quite, quite good. Uh, served with hibiscus flour, caramelized onions, and a habanero sauce. Uh, that may not be the exact one I've had in the past, but there's always some kind of shrimp taco with some kind of something on it. They always do that, um, and that's really, really good. Corn tortilla quesadilla served with roasted mushrooms and zucchini blossom topped with green tomatillo sauce. Um, zucchini blossoms are trendy right now. Have you noticed that, Keith? Yes, like, they are. Everybody. Yeah. Can, I mean, yeah, I've they... seen... I've seen in the past, you know, it, 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 they, it's not like they're brand new, but everybody's on board with these yeah, they, blossoms right now. They fry them and stuff Let's them. stuff them with goat cheese and then dip yeah. them in batter and fry them. Yeah, that's trendy. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> flan with a hibiscus reduction. Uh, hibiscus is really uh, popular too now. <laughs> Apparently it is. I haven't seen yeah. that around, but... Uh, Tecate light beer, rose margarita, and elderflower watermelon sangria, which I would be all over. I love sangria. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. That uh, apple cider what was it apple? What was that apple sangria we had at the diner oh, right there? It was an apple cider one. Yeah, that was really good. It was at a diner. Who knew? At a diner. <laughs> Next well, up, welcome the, to New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. really. Oh, you get his pancakes at diners in North Carolina. Uh, Lotus <laughs> House near the Chinese Pavilion. Uh, Gaoli beef bun, uh, Beijing style candied strawberries, which has been on their menu for a few years now. 
Is that the, the same ones that they sell um, the rest of the year there? Or is that... You know, I'm not sure. I've I only ever I'm, seen them at the festivals. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, vegetable spring roll with orange sauce. The oolong peach bubble tea, which my wife has had before, and she enjoyed that. Kung Fu Punch, vodka, triple sec, mango, and orange juice. I mean, that was absolutely delicious. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, it was delicious. Yeah, I drank uh, that in about was, 10 seconds. That was the problem. Uh, plum wine, honey mango wine cooler. Uh, that's right up, Key Sally. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Pearl, which is beer, honey, cream, and tapioca pearls. And that is just not doing it for me. I'm no, well, me the, it sounds fine. Until it gets to tapioca pearls, and then it's like a texture thing, and I'm not sure if I could do it. It's the cream that bothers me. Beer, I, I mean, obviously I like beer, and adding honey to beer wouldn't bother me. I mean, a little bit of a sweetness, as long as you're not like pouring too much in, would be fine. But adding cream to beer kind of throws me off a little bit there. I don't know, but I guess you know what I've done Irish car bombs, and that's a, but that's different. Uh, and then the last one they offer is, uh, you know, they, they offer the Sing Tao beer. It's Chinese beer. Chinese beer is worse than French beer, in my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, um, and then the last one that I'll talk about, I guess, and then we can let someone else talk. Uh, the Pineapple Promenade, which is near the World Showcase Promenade. They do a spicy hot dog with pineapple, chutney, and taro chips. I'm uh, curious about that one. It sounds it's, good. Um, it's probably uh, just one of those red hots. Probably. <laughs> They showed a picture um, of it and stuff like was a site, and it it looked it's really good. It, it it's just like a half a hot dog though, uh, which is weird. Yeah. When it they did the kimchi like dog, just a half a hot dog. When they did the kimchi dog at Food and Wine, it was the same thing. It was a half hot dog, but that was really good, by the way. But yeah, it, it, it just it was that same. It was a spicy hot dog with kimchi, so it's it, yeah, it is just like a little yeah. red hot hot dog. That's all it is. Uh, pineapple soft serve. We all Yay. know what that is. Dual whip. <laughs> Uh, sparkling pineapple wine, an ocean tropical pineapple hard cider, a pineapple soft serve with parrot bay coconut rum, and then they have a frozen dessert violet lemonade with non-alcoholic. Pass. Boo. <laughs> I'm getting loaded. Shall I continue? Sure. Okay. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. All right, that's fine. All right, next up, Primavera Kitchen, which is near the Italy Pavilion. The Italy Pavilion, and I don't know, maybe Sean, you feel the same. It's always like... I get something and it's good, but it never blows me away because ultimately right. it's 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 quick service Italian food, and not right. there's anything wrong with that, but it just isn't like wow, this is something different. It's not salmon tartare or you know some kind of cool like shrimp taco or something. It's just like it's pasta stuffed with cheese covered right. with cheese and tomatoes. Yep. Uh, pollo alla parmesan, so chicken parmesan, tomato parmesan, mozzarella cheese. I mean, chicken parmesan's great, whatever. This one I've had, the egg pasta, it's uh, the Mezzeluna Primavera egg pasta stuffed with ricotta and spinach in a creamy sauce with spring vegetables and pecorino. Uh, again, that's another one that, it may not be that exact combination, but I've had something very, very similar in previous years. Uh, and then for the dessert, pistachio cream, strawberries, and mascarpone. Um, sounds actually like a pretty good dessert. Uh, yeah, it does. have several... Um, you know, what you would expect in Italy. Pinot Grigio, Chianti, Prosecco, Corbinello, Moscato. Uh, you can get a Bellini, which is uh, sparkling wine and a peach puree. Uh, you can get a Rosini, which is sparkling wine with marinated strawberries. Um, various frozen Italian primavera fruit slushies uh, with limoncello and vodka. Uh, Moretti Lager, Moretti La Rosa, 
And then they say Italian seasonal selection. I guess that's probably whatever their seasonal beer is, but don't order beer in Italy. Get wine. Right. Or some kind of, <laughs> yeah. Get any of those other things I said before I said Moretti, and you're going to be fine. <laughs> right. Uh, taste of Marrakesh near Morocco. Uh, the Harissa chicken kebab with sweet couscous salad. Uh, I like Harissa chicken kebab. If y'all that sounds pretty good, yeah. And I like couscous. I do. That couscous is good. Uh, falafel pocket with cucumber, tomato mm. salad, and tahini. I would jump all over that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Uh, baklava, I would also jump all yep. over. Um, <laughs> dessert rosé, sparkling wine topped with pomegranate liqueur. Uh, my wife loves everything pomegranate, so we would be ordering some of that. Um, white sangria. I already talked about sangria. Giruan red wine and casa beer. So, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, the Smokehouse. Keith already mentioned this one. One of his favorite places. I'm just going to open up a tab at this one for the week. and <laughs> One of each, please. Yeah. I was actually a little sad to see them get rid of what the one that I've had in the past that I actually really enjoyed. But this year they do have a pulled pig slider with crispy onions and coleslaw. Um, the key to that one, and Keith, you'll agree, is... I mean, with pulled pork, it better be a vinegar-based sauce. or they Right. Which... Um, it's probably not. So, no. Um, smoked pork ribs with roasted corn salad. That sounds good. It does. Um, you talked about the beef brisket burnt ends hash mm. with the white cheddar fondue and the pickled jalapenos. Yeah, I'm I all over that one. Like, uh, I can't wait for that one. <laughs> That's gonna be so good. But you know, in the past, the, the very first year I went, um, they had uh, it was it was brisk it was sliced brisket, and then they had a jalapeno cornbread, and they had greens colored greens that they did not screw up which i was impressed with that oh, was wow. a really good little plate of food and they got rid of that for dessert uh warm chocolate cake with bourbon salted caramel sauce and spiced pecans slash pecans well that could be and I'll, I'll have can't go wrong with that yeah <laughs> i'll just have ted and sit here for a couple of hours um, just keep them coming and then you know they got quite a few uh, different alcohols the great american wine company red blend wine uh Funky Buddha, Floridian Hefeweizen, um, Uncle Matt's Organic Grapefruit Pale Ale from Orlando Brewing there in Orlando, uh, Three Daughters Rod Bender Red Ale, Shipyard Maple Bacon Stout, which would be interesting to try, Frozen Lemonade with Firefly Blackberry Moonshine. I know Keith there we go. try that one. Yummy. Uh, and then you can get Frozen Lemonade, non-alcoholic, and you can get Sweet Tea, which... I kind of want to get it just to see, like, is it good sweet tea? Like, you know, how, how did they do with that? And you need a Budweiser, that? though, like, in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, you, don't you, don't. That, you don't need that garbage. <laughs> what you need is one hand for the frozen lemonade with the Firefly Moonshine, and then you go to the booth and you get frozen lemonade with uh, black cherry bourbon. Mm. Uh, red yeah. yeah. Double fist that. Now you're talking. Then you're falling over yourself in about five minutes. I got no beef with that. And then the Urban Farm Eats near the Pineapple Promenade is the I'm skipping this one. Birth booth. I don't know. One of them sounds pretty good. Well, actually, a couple of them do. But the watermelon salad with pickled onions, uh, B&W Gourmet Farms Baby Arugula Feta, feta and Balsamic Reduction. Um, take, keep the pickled onions off for me. That's not me, but I would totally try the other stuff. I'd love It sounds tea. good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and, it sounds you good know, to me. It's refreshing. It's not yeah, that'll oh, be a definitely like a pig slider that's going to... Weigh you down. Uh, next up is a vegetable and white bean non-witch with an arugula pesto and oven-dried tomatoes with seeds of change branded quinoa, brown, and red rice. 
Again, that sounds really that good. I, would, yeah. I think it sounds really good. Yeah, it sounds nice and light and refreshing. Um, I love naan. Uh, naan is delicious. Uh, but then the one that really hits, a seared pork tenderloin with a mushroom ragu, spring vegetables, and marble potatoes. How would you not want to eat that? I don't like mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Then don't eat the mushrooms. Seared pork tenderloin, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you're paying for just a couple of rounds of pork tenderloin then. <laughs> plus the vegetables <laughs> and the potatoes. Uh, Avive natural peach sparkling wine. A King Estate acrobat pinot noir. Uh, the Otrevez, which is a really weird beer from Sierra Nevada. It is a, uh, we have this, uh, it's a Goza style beer. You guys know what a Goza is? Mm-hmm. G-O-S-E. A Goza is like a, it's an old uh, traditional German style of brewing beer and it's brewed with sea salt and coriander. And it's, it, honestly, Gozas are disgusting to me. They taste like back sweat. And I know that's a I've never had back sweat, so you I can't comment. You tasted back sweat? What does Max Sweat taste like? Like a Goza. (laughs) (laughs) But the Sierra Nevada one, it's a summer beer. And if you read the instructions, they're like, or the instructions, but the the description on the 12 pack, on the six packs, it talks about, you know, Southern California and, and, or actually Northern California. But anyway, California and the summers. And you want to get this when it's hot because it's a nice, refreshing beer. Do you know when the Sierra Nevada Otrevez came out? December. (laughs) (laughs) When it was released. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and then Urban Mary. And I love Sierra Nevada. I hate to say bad things about him, but I'm just not a Goza fan. There was a Blood Orange Goza by Anderson Valley. That's a good one. But anyway. Uh, and then the Urban Mary, which I'm assuming is going to be some kind of Bloody Mary type. I'll go Blood of Mary. Yeah. And I love Bloody Mary. So. Um, but that's everything. I mean, we kind of ran through that in a hurry, and, and which stinks because a lot of these things deserve more attention. Um, but I mean, I love Flower and Garden. It's a great, it's a great little festival. Um, it's a way to get food and wine with a little bit. I mean, it's still busy on the weekends, but it's it's a little bit calmer than food and wine is. It's not as there's not as many booze. There's not as much going on. Right. Um, I do think that they are better at offering up vegetarian options at Flower and Garden than they are at Food and Wine. Which I'm not a vegetarian, but I appreciate good vegetarian food um if it's done well and and i think they do that well here i mean so many people think oh you're a vegetarian so all you eat is you know tofu burgers and veggie burgers and there's just so much great stuff out there that's vegetarian friendly and still tastes good i mean keith you're a chef you can speak to that but they do a good job with that admittedly you know um for me it's like it's always been like meat and taters but since i've started you know the his diet and stuff i've started eating like vegetarian meals and more like vegetables and experimenting with like flavors and stuff and there's some really excellent stuff that you can do with like most people just consider a side dish also too i mean you know like spring is all about like freshness and starting over and and, and stuff and i think they do a nice like job of highlighting that for like food and flour or whatever that you want to call flour it and garden these days no it's more like food and flour now but yeah. <laughs> which is fine with me because i'll oh and snack but yeah it, it sounds it's really really fun and i cannot wait to get there and try this stuff You'll, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's a good festival, and, and there's a lot of really good food there. And there's still enough good food. I mean, I say that they, they put a lot of focus on that fresh, vegetarian-friendly food, but there's still, obviously, we went through the menu. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pork and, and seafood and, and you know, meat in that, uh, 
in those offerings. So even if you're not a vegetarian, there's still some really good stuff down there. But it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, you know, everybody gives that a hard time because it's cool to hate on popular things, but it's popular and it's worth it. So I love it. But that is going to do it for this week. Uh, but first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit kingdomstrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, head over to myfantasybands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers. Uh, Sean and Keith have already ordered theirs, and they're really, really cool looking. Uh, and if you use the code ENCHANTATIKITALK20, you can get 20% off your order. Fairly inexpensive anyway, and then you're getting 20% off on top of that. So... You're really like, it's almost like they're paying you to go get these things. So <laughs> go to myfantasybands.com, use the passcode to save 20% on your order. It's going to be cool. Everyone's going to be looking at your magic band when you scan it for fast fast. You'll be like, wow, how did you get a Woody magic band? Or how did you get, they have a Doctor Who one. How did you get Doctor Who on your magic band? Yeah, you can't order that from Disney. Only get that from myfantasybands.com. Uh, be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at Redbubble.com. And follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's 1MIN Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N-O-R-M-N-B, the number 8, and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha! Did I tell you all about the Cheerwine donut I had today? It was amazing. <laughs> oh, man, so that sounds good. now I need good. to go get one. Yeah, I, I might tomorrow and gain 10 pounds on That's that okay. biscuit. But... Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407 407- 271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.